I V M. Hello, one. Hello, all. Welcome to the Diary of the Traveling Professor. And I'm Siddharth Deshmukh, your friendly neighborhood traveling professor, trying out a new mic. So hopefully the audio quality is better, and hopefully the mad squirrel that you're listening to in the background may be a little dimmer. Who knows, though? Who knows how these things work? Technology. I'm telling you, I teach digital subjects, but I'm particularly bad at using technology myself. Well, what do I have in store for you this week? It's a very interesting time of the year when people are actually kind of, you know, if you're a student, you're about to pass out. I mean, not like faint, but obviously pass out of the institution that you're in. So you're learning a lot of subjects, but your heart is like somewhere else. And especially if you've been in the pandemic, well, hmm, it's been a rough year for everybody. Yeah, but I just thought that I wanted to talk about a particular. subject that is related to a subject that i teach and it was interesting to kind of ponder deeply about this well i've always kind of uh, when i was a working professional uh, a full time working professional before i became an academic i used to manage a lot of projects yeah i used to manage a lot of projects especially in the digital era and i have always been kind of curious about knowing the latest project management technologies yeah i'm a bit of a geek that way and i wanted to figure out what is the best project management technique that you can actually use in today's day and age does it really you know make a difference so today's diary entry was about figuring out what this project management technique or methodology or whatever you want to call it is all about well two things come to mind one is the agile school and the second is the waterfall school i told you i told you it's going to be a little crazy a little nerdy but i'm going to go ahead with it the diary entry is and i'm going to dumb it down maybe make it as simple as possible agile is all about perhaps making a lot of iterations getting client feedback all the time and making sure that you know you uh, keep creating your product or service or whatever you're doing to reach the closest possible approximation to the client's vision and uh, deliver a project to you know basically quality time cost and all of the other constraints that any project management uh, you know um, a manager rather would would be very interested in doing but if i have to look at you know agile and that's the many methods of agile like scrum and and all of that and i'm not getting too much into the details and the nitty gritties of it it is based on a single premise and the premise is let's not kind of figure out what we think we know and let's not make too many assumptions but let's try and build something very rapidly in a way that we can quickly destroy it and move ahead after getting feedback on what we built and it has a lot of advantages the advantages are that when you build something hey the person who sees it says hmm maybe i need this instead or maybe now that i've seen this i don't need that functionality or i don't need that feature and sometimes you know it actually works to uh, you know your advantage if you're actually delivering any project to a client the second method which is kind of not very fashionable nowadays is the waterfall methodology so what does the waterfall methodology mean it means that well everything goes in a linear spec sort of way you get the requirements from the client 
then you convert those requirements and, and analyze them. Then you start developing it, especially if you're in the coding sort of business. You develop whatever you have to develop physically or virtually or digitally. And then you test this stuff out and then you deliver it and you wait for feedback. Obviously, the advantages uh, are hidden and I'm going to talk about them a little later, but the disadvantages are many, which is why Agile came into being. The disadvantages are because it's linear and because requirements are frozen before and then, you know, the buildup is done. It's a very costly process that, you know, you might have to undo uh, and uh, to your cost and to your client's cost, right? The advantages of waterfall. Many people, have, you know, who are so much into agile actually have begun to think that waterfall perhaps doesn't even have any advantages. And I am thinking, well, if you and the client actually have a shared vision, or at least if you have a vision that's compelling enough to convince the client, and then you're building something out, then perhaps waterfall is the best way to be. Because then it will bring in the efficiencies and the effectiveness of a linear process because I don't think the requirements will keep changing. Yeah, so actually it boils down, the, the difference in these two methodologies kind of boils down to whether you have a good handle on requirements from yourself or from the client, right? Whenever you're developing something. So let's make this a little simpler. Suppose you're trying to make a piece of furniture, let's say a chair, and you are in a waterfall sort of way, obviously. Uh, what would you do? What you would do is you try to look on the internet and understand exactly what kind of chair you want, get the requirements really down pat and make sure that uh, the spec is really clearly written, what material, what etc, etc. And then you kind of develop your own, um, you know, chair and then you test it out and then it's all done. Now, if you had to do it the iterative way, what you would do is perhaps, you know, make a virtual prototype and get feedback uh, from, you know, the client or yourself and say, hey, how does it really look? And then maybe kind of uh, get 3D printing involved and kind of see if it can be printed or uh, just see the first thing out on cheaper material and then get the real material out later and stuff like that. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this, but essentially it's it's kind of different because there are many iterations in an iterative sort of methodology. I mean, that's like obvious, isn't it? I'd like to quote two examples where I've seen waterfall work pretty reasonably well and I've uh, I've seen, you know, iterative work pretty reasonably well. So if I look at Facebook, you know, Facebook is an interesting sort of example because Mark Zuckerberg, if you've seen the social network, of course, Mark Zuckerberg did something really interesting. He kept iterating, you know, face smash or whatever, and then it had a news feed and then it had a match profile. And, and so he kept building it based upon an ever expanding vision. Now, the key is that the vision was expanding and it was not fixed at the beginning. On the other hand, if you see how Amazon was built up, I think Jeff Bezos knew exactly what he was building. So while he did start off with books, he knew that the next category was going to be music and the next category might be electronics or whatever it may be. And he kind of developed a really, really straightforward e-commerce website that was perhaps, since I was not and have never worked in Amazon, perhaps built more in a waterfally linear kind of way. Because Bezos had the vision. Bezos had the vision uh, to know where he was going, while Zuckerberg was letting his vision expand as he was evolving. 
And I think therein lies the difference between the two methodologies. I think what is extremely important for us to understand is that, you know, we need to have a better understanding of ourselves and whether we have the vision for the project or not. And it's no shame saying that, hey, I don't have the exact vision. I'm going to throw a few things around. Let's see what sticks and let's see what doesn't. And let's see, you know. And it really depends upon the kind of person you are. Are you a bottom-up sort of person or are you a top-down sort of person? And it really depends upon, you know, you might be bottom-up for a certain project, you might be top-down for a certain project, but of course, that doesn't typically happen because personalities don't change, but sometimes it does happen. Now, what I'm saying, essentially, is that to consider these hidden factors before deciding your methodology on whatever project you're choosing to do, whether it's building a chair or, you know, doing up your house again with an interior designer or building a piece of code. You'll be very, very happy that you did so. Well, I hope you like this diary entry of mine, a little nerdy, but connected to the subject that I'm teaching right now, which is around digital project management. And I'm hoping that, you know, you have a thought or two after this. If you love uh, what uh, these kind of podcasts are, happy to do more of them. Happy to, uh, you know, also tell you, go to ivmpodcast.com and check out their podcasts. They are very good. If you like what I'm saying, I'm the traveling professor on LinkedIn and on Instagram, of course. And I do a video series as well called The Traveling Professor Investigates. Do check that out as well. On that happy note, cheers and on to the next one.